Hello, this is a podcast for the reading and the sermon for Sunday the 16th of January at St. Mary's. My name is Scott. We start with the reading from the Gospel of John chapter 2. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. They filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. That ends the reading. May these words be pleasing. Amen. So we have a story of a wedding. Jesus was there, his mother Mary was there, his disciples were there. I don't think that it was quite the king's head in Richmond, but I am imagining uh, maybe a tent or a series of tents. I'm imagining the whole community of Cana coming together, the bride and the groom. They have been imagining their perfect wedding. This is going to be their big day. But for all their best efforts, things are never perfect. The wine is starting to run out. At my wedding, there was a lot of nervousness before the service began. Can you uh, uh, imagine that bit? before the service, when the, the bloke is told to sit down, you'll be fine, it'll be all right, take a deep breath, just take a mo and relax. So, in my wedding, I sat the minister down, you'll be fine, it'll be all right, take a deep breath and relax. Hmm. Behind the glamour, of the wedding is a commercial reality. People trying to make money, to make a living. 
I love the leaflets at the King's Head, which offer a wedding package priced by the year. This year, it is £2,022, last year, 2021, and so on. I love the commercial reality of some of the pictures of different weddings here and abroad. Some from Cana in Galilee, where Jesus, his mother and his disciples were eating the food and enjoying the wine. But then the wine runs out. I wonder why the wine ran out. Did they not buy enough? Did the guests drink too much? I wonder why the disciples were invited. Perhaps if we're inviting Mary, we've got to invite Jesus. And perhaps if Jesus is coming along, better invite his mates. I wonder how Mary broke the news about the wine running out. Was it shock? The wine's running out? Or was it with a bit of glee? You've never guessed what. They've run out of wine. When I was a choir boy, weddings were useful money. 50p a time. Doesn't sound like much now, but then it was uh, seemed a lot. Sometimes three or even four weddings on a Saturday, and we didn't have to sing too much. We were a cruel bunch. We used to get back to the vestry after the service and predict how long the wedding would last. We normally gave at least a year, but we were particularly pessimistic about the ones where the wine had clearly run out even before the service had begun. Sometimes the best man would get in the way. My brother's best man, he had to be fished out of the lake. At one of the weddings that we sang at, the groom had, Why me? painted onto his shoes? It's a good question. Why me? Now please permit me one slice of cheesiness when we're talking about weddings. In 25 years married to Gillian, I often ask, why me? And she, I'm sure, often asks, why him? Well, when our Bishop Helen Ann, when she preaches on the story of the wedding in Cana in Galilee, she asks people to take a character from the story and imagine the events of the wedding through to the moment when the water is changed to wine. The bride and the groom, it's their big day. Let's start with them. All their planning and hard work, building up of relationships and putting things together for this great public statement of their union together. Take it all the way through to that moment that they realise there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the wine supply. What? Why now? Why us? The steward has worked hard to earn his wages. He's worked hard in the preparations and pulling the whole event together, but the wine is running out and he faces disaster. How can this be? Why is this happening to me? 
the disciples. Maybe they don't even know why they're here. And what's happening about this wine? Mary. How many times in her life must she have asked, Why me? It's odd, isn't it? Even before this first miracle, that Mary says to the stewards, do whatever he tells you. Jesus, why me? Leave me alone. I just want to enjoy the wedding. Why me? Woman, my hour has not yet come. But he relents. He cannot help himself. And the wedding once again has wine. But only this time, the very finest wine. The wedding once again has wine. But this time, an abundance of wine. Six huge jars of best quality wine. So let the dance begin. Eventually, the evening ends. Eventually, Mary will go home, goes to bed. She's a proud mum. The disciples, they'll go to bed very happy. They're backing the right guy. And Jesus, when he goes to bed, why me? When I want to pray alone, why me? When the devil's on my back in the desert, why me? When the crowds demand a sign, why me? When I am sent to Jerusalem, why me? When I'm in the garden, please not me. When I'm on the cross, why, O oh Lord, have you forsaken me? But then this is all for us. All this Jesus does for us. He loves us, transforms us, for us and through us. He offers to transform us like the wine into something so much bigger and better. He gives abundantly to us. Why us? Why me? But he does. Some words from Psalm 8 to finish. And think, if you would, the clear skies that we often have at this time of year. The Milky Way and the moon and the stars. Crystal clear. When I consider your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained. What is man that you should be mindful of him? O Lord, our governor, how glorious is your name in all the world. Amen. <laughs>